one of my favorite things to do, more than almost anything else on the planet, more than almost anything else I get to do, one of my favorite things to do is baptize people. Oh, man, I kid you not. I saw somebody over there say shop. I do love to shop. But more than shopping, I love to baptize people. When, when somebody comes to me and says, Sean, I, I think I want to get baptized, I, I, I'm like, oh, that, that sounds great. That'd be, that'd be great. Inside, I'm like, woohoo! I'm like jumping up and down in my heart and just like screaming and thanking God, you know, because I know that it, it, it has very little to do with me. And it's really because a lot of people came alongside them and, and helped them in that place, get to that place where they're ready to trust Jesus for salvation. And that excites me so much to know that, you know, somebody out here invited them to come to church the first time and said, hey, you know, you should come check out my church. We got, we got a great church family. I'd, I'd love for you to come check out my church. And, and they're like, okay. And, and they come and they check it out and they love it. You know, and, and that's awesome. When people come here and they love it, and, 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 and then they, they start to get involved in a little bit. Maybe they're helping out in the kids' ministry or maybe they're uh, starting to attend a Bible study. Um, and, and, and they're starting to grow in their faith and they get to know Jesus better. And they find out that God loves them and that Jesus died for them. Uh, and uh, and he died for their sins so they could be forgiven. And, and they're like, well, what do I got to do now? What's my next step? And then somebody comes alongside him and says, hey, have you thought about getting baptized? And, you know, you need to, uh, you need to put your faith and trust in Jesus. And he's going to forgive your sins. And he's going to wash them clean and you should get baptized. And, and they're like, well, I think I want to do that. I, I, I do want to do that. And, and then they come and, and they tell me, Sean, I, I want to get baptized. And I just get so excited. I tell you what, man, there is like nothing that geeks me up as much as, as somebody getting baptized. Because I, 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 I think it's so important. I think it's so vital uh, to, to our faith and, and to, uh, you know, that, that first step of faith that we take that, that it's like, okay, I'm all in. I, I'm committed. I, I'm doing this. I think that's awesome. And as a church, that's what we want to see happen. We want to see people follow Jesus. And our mission here is helping people follow Jesus. That's what we want to do is we want to find people who don't know Jesus and, and help them get to know Jesus because Jesus is the light of the world. He is the Savior of the world. And he, he died for our sins. And He wants to have a relationship with us. He wants to have a relationship with you. And we are all about helping people follow Jesus and, and find the salvation that He offers. And not just salvation, but He also gives us hope. I'm excited because this year for Christmas, I, I got a series planned called Hope for the Holidays. And we're going to talk about hope for the next three weeks. Because we live in a world that is in desperate need of hope. Man, you watch the news, and, and there's so much going on in our world right now, and it makes you feel hopeless. We're going to talk about having hope for the holidays this year. And Jesus gives us hope. The, he gives us love, unconditional love. He looks at you and me, and he says, you know what? I, I love you no matter what. And you say, but Jesus, I, I don't always do the right things. Jesus says, I love you. But Jesus, I don't always say the right things. Jesus looks at you and says, I love you. But Jesus, I don't always think the right things. I don't always, I don't always do the right thing. Or sometimes I know I'm supposed to do something and I don't do it. And Jesus looks at you and he says, I love you. But, 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 and he says, no, no. No ifs, ands, or buts. I simply love you. 
no matter what. And if we can get that message out, if we can tell people that Jesus loves them and that he died for them, it will change, change our world one person at a time. And, and so my, my dream, my, my goal, my, my hope, my life's purpose is in sharing that message, sharing that love with other people. That's why I'm so excited for this dinner we're going to have coming up on uh, Tuesday, December 22nd, this college kids dinner we're going to do. I'm so excited for this because we're going to show people that Jesus loves them in a very practical way. That he cares about them. Just like he cares about you. And he cares about me. Because that's who Jesus is. And we want to help people follow Jesus. He is our leader. He is our savior. He is our Lord. He is our friend. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And he says that no one comes to the Father except through him. So if you want to get to where the Father is, if you want to get to heaven, you need to follow him. And he will lead you there. That's what we want to do. And I'm so excited because that's what I see happening. I see more people coming and more people learning and more people growing and more people putting their faith and trust in Jesus. I, I told the first service that I, uh, I get a little excited when I, I look at numbers and stuff and I crunch numbers. I'm a number crunching guy. And uh, most ministers are. They just won't admit it. Um, but uh, we're all like number crunches guys. And uh, I looked at a list of mega churches in our brotherhood of Christian churches, Churches of Christ, you know. And I tell you what, I'm so excited. We've had 30 baptisms this year. That's more baptisms than church, some churches that are five times the size of ours. That's awesome. And it's not for us. It's not so that we can brag. It's not so that we can boast. It's not so that we have a little notch on our belt or anything like that. It's, it's transformed lives. It's lives that are changed. It's destinies that are transformed and changed. It's people going to heaven. That's what it's all about. So how, what kind of part do we have in this? What role do we play? Being administrators of, of, of God's love and, 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 and being stewards of God's grace and being stewards of God's love. What part do we play in this? We invest our lives in it. Everything we are. Everything we have, we invest in God's family and in God's kingdom. We've been talking for the past few weeks about being blessed. Well, we're talking about using our treasure, our time, and our talent to build God's kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. To invest our lives and ourselves in God's kingdom so that other people will be able to hear the good news Good news has a funny way of traveling, doesn't it? It does something to us. You hear words like, hey, we're having a baby. And you're like, woohoo, that's awesome, great, yay. That's good news. It's exciting. And, and you're, and, or I got, a, I got a promotion at work. You don't keep that to yourself. You tell everybody. Hey, I got a promotion at work. Really? You, you slacker? How did that happen? No, people are excited for you. Yay, way to go. Congratulations. My kid won a ribbon at the Spell Bowl competition. He did, by the way. He's awesome. Anyway, you know, woohoo, thank you, thank you, yeah. But, the, 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 I mean, he was telling everybody, you know, and his classmates are hugging him and stuff, and he's, like, very awkward that way, and he's like, uh, why are they hugging me? Anyway, but it was so exciting to see. And so, and I tell everybody, went home immediately, posted on Facebook, got 90 likes, because you guys are awesome. Anyway, but, you know, it's just, it, good news travels fast. And good news is something we want to share. And the good news is that Jesus loves us and he died for us. And he's coming back again. He wants us to go to heaven. And that's the good news that we want to share with everybody. 
And that's the good news that I've invested my life in, and I want you to invest your lives in, your treasure, your time, and your talent. And today we're going to look at a story that Jesus told from the book of Matthew, chapter 25, verses 14 through 30. It's a very popular story he told. You probably heard it preached on before. It's the parable of the talents. And it's all about investing our lives in things that matter for eternity. It's about giving ourselves, giving our lives a purpose. So if you got your Bible, turn to Matthew 25. If you brought a tablet or a phone, you can use a, a Bible app on your tablet or phone, or you can grab one out of the chair in front of you. Turn to Matthew 25, verses 14 through 30. We're going to talk about investing our treasure, time, and talent in God's kingdom. Specifically today, we're talking about talent, but really it's, it's about all three of these. Because they're all blessings from God. The treasure that we have, uh, what, the monetary blessings and resources we have, it's a, it's a gift from God. It's a, a blessing from God, and we are stewards of those blessings. In other words, we manage what belongs to Him and that He gives to us. And then we talked about, last week we talked about investing our time and the importance of, it, of using the time that we have to serve God. Because our time is short. We talked about how our life is but a mist, a vapor, a breath, and it's over. What are you using your time for? How are you investing your time in things that count and things that matter? And finally, today we're going to talk about using our talents. And we got a really cool thing that we're going to do with this kid, college kids dinner coming up on December 22nd. We got a really, some really cool things we're going to do with this. We want you to get involved with. We want you to invest your resources and your treasure. We want you to invest your time, and we want you to invest your talent. I'll talk about that in just a few minutes. But first, let's read Matthew 25. We're going to read the first few verses here, starting in uh, verse 14. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents of money, to another two talents, and to another one talent, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received the five talents went at once and put his money to work and gained five more. So also the one with the two talents gained two more. But the man who had received the one talent went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. Now a talent uh, was uh, a, a Roman unit of weight. Okay, but it was also a Roman unit of currency. It was money. And in this case, we're talking about money. Now, a talent was equal to about somewhere between six and 10,000 denarii. And you're like, oh, a a, what's a denarii? Well, a denarii, a denarii is the plural of denarius. Oh, denarius. Well, why didn't you say so? A denarius was equal to a day's wage. So, a talent is equal to somewhere between six and 10,000 days' wages. This guy gives the first guy five talents. That's 30, somewhere between 30 and 50,000 days' wages. Let's just go conservative and say that's worth 30,000 days' wages. You know how many years that is? 137, did the math with the calculator. 137 years worth of wages. If you make $50,000 a year, we're talking about $7 million. How many of you would like $7 million? Some of you said, no, I want $14 million. <laughs> $7 million. Could you imagine if the CEO of your company walked in and said, here, I'm going to Europe, here's $7 million. <laughs> so the second guy gives two talents. That's worth about mm, somewhere in the neighborhood of about uh, $2.7 million. 
And the third guy gives one talent worth about $1.4 million. And, 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 and he goes away. Now the first guy says, I'm going to invest this five talents that I've received. I'm going to invest it. I'm going to work at it. I'm going to work with it. And he doubles his master's money. Second guy does the same thing. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to work hard at this. I'm going to use this. I'm going to invest it. I'm going to make some money for my master. He doubles it. Third guy says, man, I, I don't know. I'm kind of scared. What if I lose it? And so he goes out and he digs a hole and he buries it in the yard. This was very common in those days that if you had treasure, you'd bury it in the ground uh, so that nobody would find it. Nobody would steal it. There's another parable that Jesus tells of a man who goes out and he's in a field and he, and he finds a treasure buried in the ground. And then he goes ahead and he sells everything he has so he can buy the field because the treasure in the field is worth more than everything he's already got. This is something that they did in those days. They would bury it in the ground. They didn't have a safe in the house. So they would bury it in the ground. And that's what this guy does. Let's continue. Starting verse 19. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. He reckoned with them. The man who had received the five talents brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five talents. See, I've gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with the two talents also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two talents. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. What strikes me about these passages, what does the master say? You have been faithful with a few things. Seven million dollars. That's a few things. (laughs) What? Yeah, yeah. You know, four million dollars. Eh, no big deal. No, but it's a it's a, a mere pittance. This is one wealthy master, right? This guy's got a lot of money, and he says, "You've been faithful with a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things." When he comes back to settle accounts with them, when he holds them accountable for what he's given them, they come back and they say, "I've doubled your money." And how does he? What does he do? He first he praises them. Well done, he says. You're a good and faithful servant. He praises them. And then he entrusts them with even more. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. And finally, he rewards them. So he praises them, he entrusts them, and he rewards them. He says, come and share your master's happiness. I don't know what you, that sounds like to you, but that sounds like profit sharing check right there. That's what that sounds like to me. But he says, come and share your master's happiness share. I'm going to share this with you. Way to go. So he praises them, he entrusts them with even more, and then he rewards them. These two good and faithful servants. Then there's the third guy. Let's pick it up. Verse 24. Then the man who received the one talent came. Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man. The, the Greek word there for hard man, the Greek word translated that means severe and demanding. You're severe and demanding. I knew that you were a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your talent in the ground. See, here's what belongs to you. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well then, you should have put my money on deposit with a banker so that I would have, when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. Take the talent from him and give it to the one who has the ten talents. So he's afraid. 
He's a chicken. He's scared of his master, and he's scared of failing. And so he goes out and he buries it in the ground. He says, I knew that you were a hard man. Now, like I said, that word means severe and demanding. When you see his response, the master's response to the first two, the words severe and demanding, hard man, do not come into my mind. No, rather, I see a, a kind master, a generous master, a good master. Not some hard, severe, demanding taskmaster. That's not who I see at all. Yet this man, this servant, well, he didn't really know the master. He had a misconception. He had a, a mis... Uh, 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 I can't even think of the word I'm trying to say. A mistaken notion about who the master was. He didn't know the master. He had mistakenly assumed that he was a hard man, severe and demanding. And so he is punished. He is rebuked. You wicked, lazy servant. I know you, he says. I know what you're like. You don't know me. You're afraid, you're scared, and you're lazy. And you're using this as an excuse for your laziness. Get out. That's hard to hear. And then he takes the, the one talent he had and he gives it, gave, gives it to the man with ten. Let's finish the, chap, the, finish the passage. For everyone who has will be given more and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him. And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. There is a reckoning that is coming. There is an accountability for our treasure, time, and talent that we have been given. There's an accountability uh, to God, to Jesus, to our master for, what, for the blessings we've received. There's an accountability, a reckoning that we will answer for what we've been blessed with. What do you want the, the master to say to you? Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Or you wicked, lazy servant, get out. What do you want to hear? I want to be a good and faithful servant. I'm assuming that that's what you would rather hear than get out. That you want God to look at you you want Jesus to look at you when he judges you, when you stand before him and are held accountable by him? That when you, when you stand before Jesus, he's going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. You want the, the praise. You want the, the, to be entrusted with more. You want to be rewarded. If this is what you want, then this is what you must do. Invest yourself in eternal things. Invest your life in things that matter for eternity. Invest your treasure in things that matter for eternity. Invest your time in things that matter for eternity. Invest your talent in things that matter for eternity. Because it's when we're afraid, and sometimes we don't. Sometimes we are afraid. Sometimes we won't invest ourselves in the things that matter for eternity because we're afraid. What if I fail? God is in control, right? Okay. God is in charge. If you're investing your time, your treasure, and your talent in things for Him, He will not let you fail. You may make a mistake. 
Uh, you may have a few regrets. Uh, you may totally foul things up. Sure. But you know what? Ultimately, you will not fail. That God will take your investment and he will watch over you. He will protect you. He will guide you. He will lead you. The Holy Spirit will help you. And he will take your investment and he will multiply it because you're not in it by yourself. When the Bible says when you get baptized, the Holy Spirit comes to dwell inside of you. God is with you wherever you go. He is with you all the time. So invest your treasure in things that matter for eternity. Uh, and we're going to talk, talk about a little bit more about this dinner coming up on the 22nd. And, and there's ways that you can invest your treasure to make this happen. Resources that you have. Uh, if you want to help fund it, talk to me. We want to do a, a great thing for people who, don't, who may not have a place to go for the holidays, may not have a place to go for Christmas. We want to provide a, a warm, loving atmosphere and, and environment that, they, that they'll know that God loves them by, by our service to them. And not only that, they'll know that there's a church family here in northwest Indiana that if they ever have an issue, a problem, if they need help with something, they can come and find help here. That's what we want to do. So invest your treasure in things that matter for eternity. And then there's your time. You know, we're going to need a lot of volunteers to pull this dinner off. We're hoping to feed 150 kids. 150 kids. That's the goal. We want you to, to sign up. Next week we'll have sign-up sheets available, and we're going to have a table, and, 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 and you can, we can answer your questions and things like that. We're going to start signing up for volunteers for next week. And we want you to invest your, your time in this dinner to help people uh, have a great Christmas. So we want you to sign up for that starting next week. Invest your time. And, and invest your time in, in helping people follow Jesus. And I think there's, there's two, two people you need to help follow Jesus. The first is yourself. You need to invest your time to help yourself follow Jesus. That means getting into your Bible. It means reading your Bible, getting into a Bible study, taking an hour, hour and a half a week, and, and studying the Bible with other Christians. Uh, it means uh, investing your time in, in prayer and, and in, in hanging out with other Christians who are going to help you become more like Jesus, who are going to help you follow Jesus. So invest your time in helping yourself follow Jesus and then invest your time in helping other people follow Jesus. Form those friendships and those bonds with other Christians so you can hold each other accountable and you can help each other grow in your faith. Invest your time in things that matter for eternity. Because guess what? The stuff of this earth doesn't last. We talked about this two weeks ago. We talked about our treasure. The things of this world don't last. Clothes go out of style. They go out of fashion. They, they get too small. Thanks, turkey. You know, uh, our cars break down. They rust out. Transmissions go out. Engines go out. You know, there's all kinds of things. That, the stuff of this world doesn't last. Even our time doesn't last. We need to invest it in things that matter for eternity. And finally, our talents. You, be, you may be thinking, well, how can I use my talent for this dinner coming up? I got two ideas. One, we're going to have a craft day this Thursday from 1 to 3, and then we're going to have one on Saturday from 2 to 5 here at the church building. If you like to do crafty kind of things, crafty kind of stuff, join us. Come this Thursday, 1 to 3, or Saturday, 2 to 5, and we're going to make some crafts. Uh, to give out some gifts to the kids who come to the dinner. We're going to do that this week. All right? So if you like to do crafty stuff, come, come check it out and do some crafty stuff with us. Okay? 
So you can invest your talent that way if you're talented that way. If you're not talented that way, don't come. No, I'm kidding. We'll, find, we'll, we'll, we'll develop this talent within you. Um, come join us. You know, get involved in, in this project. Or maybe you have a talent. That one of the other things we want to do is we want to give away uh, chocolate chip cookies to kids as like door prizes. So if you have a talent for making cookies, and I'm not talking about like going to the store and buying the tube and like cutting it off, you know. I mean, if, if, I'm talking about real homemade chocolate chip, not filled with a bunch of preservatives kind of chocolate chip cookies. Like flour and eggs and sugar and vanilla. Oh, man. How many of you could go for a chocolate chip cookie right now? Yeah, I know I could. Yeah, all right. But if you like making, if you like baking, if you're good at it, if you're good at it, <laughs> make some chocolate chip cookies. We're going to collect them that week. You know, and this is a way that you can use your talent, your baking talent, or your crafty talent, or if you have uh, other talents of just being a warm, friendly person. And some of you do. Some of you don't. Some of you do have that talent of being a warm, friendly person. Come join us for the dinner and be warm and friendly to people. We're going to invest our talents. We're going to invest our treasure. We're going to invest our time in, a, in an event like this because it matters. It matters for eternity. Because what if some kid comes to this dinner and he, he, can't go home for, he can't go home for Christmas and he finds a group of people here who will accept him and love him for who he is? Or, or there's a girl who comes and she's from another country and she can't get home for the holiday. And she comes here and she finds a group of people who are welcoming to her and become kind of like a, a second family for a night for her and give her a taste of home, give her a, a feeling of being at home. And somewhere down the line, 20 years from now, they're at a crisis in their life or a crossroads in their life, and they don't know what to do. And then they remember, you know what? There was a group of people at that church who really seemed to love God, and they really liked me. And maybe uh, maybe there's another group like them, wherever they are. Maybe there's a church that I can find that, that they'll love me, and they'll help me at this time of crisis, this time of need. Maybe that sounds like your story. Maybe that sounds like you. That you were at a crisis, you were at a crossroads, you didn't know what to do, and then you found here. And you found a group of people that cares about you, and they love you, and they want to encourage you and help you. You see, that's what we're hoping to do. It's not about beating people over the head with the Bible when they walk in the door. It's not about, it's not about trying to convert them there on the spot that day it's about planting a seed of faith in their heart it's about showing them love and compassion and concern about caring about people and loving them the way that jesus loves them that's what it's all about and if we will invest our treasure our time and our talent in these things we will make a difference for eternity it's already happening and it's going to keep on happening because we are committed to this to this mission of helping people follow Jesus. One of the cool things about this story is that the master says, come and share in your master's happiness, which makes me think that it is possible for us to make our master happy. Could you imagine living your life to put a smile on the master's face? But here's the thing. If you don't invest your time, 
if you don't invest your treasure, if you don't invest your talent, you can't share in the master's happiness if you don't make him happy. So how can you live your life this week and this season, this Christmas season coming up, how can you live your life to make the master happy? Invest your treasure. Invest your time. Invest your talent. And you'll put a smile on his face. And when you get to the end of your life and you stand before him one day, you will hear those words, well done, my good and faithful servant. Come and share in your master's happiness.